please. As I was uh, uh, driving over here today, uh, there was a couple of songs that were going through my mind. One was one that I heard earlier this morning uh, on the Lutheran Hour, Be Still My Soul. And uh, I just pray that what I'm about to say to you next stills your soul. I don't know what your week was like. Don't know what you went through. I don't know what you might face this coming week, but just know this. Be still your souls because you have God's grace and you have his mercy and you have his peace. We're going to look at the gospel lesson for this morning. Uh, these were words that weren't read. Um, we ended with the idea of the body decaying and not a very good odor. But now from John chapter 11, verses 43 through 44. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Let's pray. Father in heaven, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Well, it's two weeks out, Easter. Consider this to be a preview of Easter, okay? What we've heard in this morning's gospel lesson is coming to a cemetery near you. In fact, if you should die and be buried before the Lord Jesus Christ comes back a second time, this is coming to your grave. You may die, but you will live again. And if you do die, you will live again. You will live again because everything that Jesus said to Martha while they were on the way to the temporary tomb of Lazarus, everything Jesus said about himself is the absolute truth. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus then went on to ask Martha a critical question. Do you believe this? Do you? What Jesus did for Lazarus, do you believe he will do this for you? Or as you think about your loved ones who lie dead and buried, do you believe that he will do this for them? Do you know, do you know why it is so good to be able to believe what Martha believed? She believed that her brother would live again, didn't she? Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You do believe that, don't you? For your, your loved ones? For yourself? You know, here, here's what's so good about knowing that the truth of what Jesus said and, and, and claimed to be is the truth and Here's what's so good about being able to believe it. What's so good about being able to believe it is this. It, it gives us a way to deal with the fact that death stinks. 
Quite literally, we encounter that in today's lesson. After talking with both Mary and Martha, Jesus asked, Where have you laid him? So they proceeded to lead Jesus out to the tomb of Lazarus. And when they got there, Jesus almost immediately gave the order, Take away the stone. Mary, Martha quickly filed a polite protest. But Lord, by this time, there's a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Death does stink, doesn't it? I mean, not, not just physically, but death also stinks even more so emotionally and, and mentally in the sense of it just plain really hurts when death takes a loved one from you. It, it stinks. This was well over 40 years ago. My first church in Peace, in Estacada, Oregon, Peace Lutheran Church. It was the Monday morning, a week after Easter. And I was in my office, oh, I don't know, it was about 8 o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden I heard someone drive up in the parking lot of the church, and the door of the church opened, and into my office, in tears, came a lady by the name of Patty Vom. She had just come from the hospital in Portland because during the night her husband David, 35 years old, had suffered a massive heart attack and died, leaving Patty and her three children, small children. That death stinks. Someone so young, someone so needed, it stinks. About a year later, I had accepted a call to Holy Cross Lutheran Church in St. Cloud, and it was in the fall. And I got a phone call from the hospital that two young men Jim and Jeff Thell, 18 and 16-year-old brothers, had been critically injured in a car accident. So I went to the hospital, the emergency room, Jim there, Jeff there, mom and dad going back and forth between their two sons. Jim dies first. About 15 minutes later, Jeff dies, 18 and 60. Death stinks. Even when death is somewhat welcome, it stinks. I know I've, I've shared this with you, that my mom had dementia, Alzheimer's. She died back in 2010. For the last three years of her life, she really didn't know much of anything of what was going on. I was in her room the night she died, staying there, spending, because we knew her end was near. I was sleeping, and the nurse came and woke me up and said, your mom has passed away about midnight. Even when it's expected, it still stinks. It stinks to lose your mom. 
even though you, you want her to be able to go home. It stinks when your grandparents die, even though you know they're in a much better place. Death just stinks. Or as in the case of Mary and Martha, it stinks when your brother dies. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. That was Mary and Martha's way of politely saying to Jesus, this stinks. This hurts. But when Lazarus came out of his tomb at the specific command of Jesus, Lazarus, come out. Well, let me use another expression I am sure you have heard before that has to do with our ability to smell. When Lazarus came out of the tomb, he came out of it smelling like a rose. Someday David Vaughn is going to come out of his tomb smelling like a rose. Someday Jim and Jeff Fell are going to come out of their tombs smelling like a rose. Someday my mom's going to come out of her grave smelling like a rose. Someday I'm going to come out of my grave smelling like a rose. And if you have died before the Lord Jesus Christ comes, someday you're going to come out of your grave smelling like a rose, like death never happened. Totally restored. Looking and feeling more wonderful than you have ever looked or felt ever. 1 Corinthians 15. So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown perish is perishable, it is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, that's a reference to Adam and Eve, so we shall bear the likeness of the man from heaven, that's a reference to Jesus. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then that which is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? We might also say, where, O oh, death, is your smell? For the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And per his promise, he is coming to a cemetery near you. In fact, as his redeemed and as his forgiven children, he is coming to your grave to raise you and give you eternal life. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. You know, as I think about this story, it's kind of a bummer for Lazarus, in a way, isn't it? I mean, think about it. He had four glorious days in heaven. And then he had to come back here. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us much about the life of Lazarus after Jesus gave him back his life, other than to mention in the next chapter 
of John's Gospel that Jesus came back to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. And they were having a dinner, and per her custom, Martha is serving, right? And Lazarus is at table with Jesus, and there's a large crowd, and it's bothersome to the chief priests and the scribes. Because as they note, now even more people are believing in this Jesus. And so they, they determine not only do they need to get rid of Jesus, but they also have to get rid of Lazarus because he's talking way too much. He's telling way too special of a story, his story. And it is impacting people and they are believing in Jesus. You know... Lazarus must have had a powerful testimony, don't you think? Can't you just hear him saying, let me tell you about what Jesus did for me. Even if he couldn't recall all the glories of heaven, even if because of an act of grace, God had kind of wiped that from his memory. Still, what a powerful story he could tell of being dead. And now here I am alive again. Your story of what Jesus has done in your life is no less significant or awe-inspiring than was Lazarus' story. After all, Jesus is going to do for you exactly what he did for Lazarus. So you can tell your story about that ahead of time. Before it happens, always be ready, we're told in 1 Peter. Always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And those words of Jesus about us telling our Jesus story are followed by these. Above all, love each other deeply. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he or she has to serve others. Don't just tell your Jesus story. Live your Jesus story. Every day, live your Jesus story where you work. Live your Jesus story in your home. Live your Jesus story in your marriage. Live your Jesus story with your family. Live your Jesus story with your friends. Love them deeply. Be hospitable toward them by being generous with all that God has blessed you with. And serve others. Serve them. Live your Jesus story. That's something you can do. For the Holy Spirit gives us that power to live out our Jesus story through our baptism. We were buried with Jesus through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. May the lives you and I live this week be a preview of the life that we will live forever with our Heavenly Father because of Jesus. Live your Jesus story. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding 
Keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.